0: on this first edition of big drive energy in 2022 we're going to get into all new equipment coming out now that we can finally talk about it that it's been released new stuff from taylormade from callaway from cobra we're going to tell you what to look for when you're looking for new golf equipment we're also going to give you our DraftKings pick of the weeks for the century tournament of champions and do a little fairway or four so let's tee it up
1: hello friends welcome to this tradition unlike any (laughs) Somebody scream mashed potatoes? That was mashed.
0: <laughs> what is up, everybody? Welcome in to this first edition of Big Drive Energy in 2022. Can't believe we're already here. Uh, Made it through the new year. Hope everybody had a great holiday, great New Year's. Safe. Safe New Year. COVID-free. I I barely uh, made it to midnight. How about yourself? (laughs) Um, I don't... Yes,
1: I did make it to midnight. Um, I was at home, chilling by myself, watching... I think I was watching Yellowstone reruns, or just kind of like the whole season over again, and... If you haven't watched Yellowstone, you're fucking missing out because that
0: show is... Oh, it's it's the best show on It's about you. as
1: electric as it gets, and it doesn't matter how many times you watch it. It's still good. So, um, I was just watching Yellowstone reruns, probably having a few too many drinks on the couch, and just kind of ringing it in by myself. This was just such a weird new year because all the... Not all the restrictions, but there's restrictions starting to be put back in place, And it's like it's almost easier just to not do something, especially to go to like a crowded bar with the Omicron and everything like that. So I just stuck it out at home uh, this year. Didn't do that much. uh, And just New Year's Eve for me, I don't want to sound like get off my lawn guy, but it's such a rookie um, holiday. Like everybody just goes out and gets shit faced. You know, if I'm being real honest, I don't need a reason to get drunk. I'll get drunk on a random Tuesday. Like, doesn't matter
0: to me. Currently so, doing that right now. It's yeah, Wednesday.
1: mixing in a little vodka soda here, a little Breckenridge and Urgent soda. Um, but that's the thing with New Year's is it's it always ends up being a shit show. There's a bunch of rookies out there. We're seasoned veterans at drinking, if you're not familiar. <laughs> so we kind of feel like we're in a little bit of a different class. Um, but, yeah, overall New Year's, not too bad. What about yourself there, dude?
0: Uh, so I went out to dinner, had a little late dinner, 830 Resi, um, over at Fogo de Chow here in Denver, which was phenomenal. Uh, if you guys haven't been to a Fogo de Chow as well. Or Rodizio Grill. Rodizio same Grill. Thing. Same potato, potato there. Uh, really phenomenal place because... Spencer eats a lot of meat. He's I, a big meat guy. Big meat guy. No, but you like if you've never been there, a quick synopsis for you. You go in... You get a buffet of salads and... It's, con- it's considered a Brazilian steakhouse. Yeah. So I've never been to Brazil, but I've been to Rodizio <laughs> Grill and Fogo de Chão quite a few times. But basically, you walk in there, you sit down at your table, you get a f- uh, drinks, of course. You can't eat a nice dinner like that without having some wine, which I, we dabbled into for sure. But you go there, you get some wine... And then you can go eat right away, which is my biggest thing. Like, that's why, like, if we had to power (laughs) rank restaurants, that's, like, number two right behind Mexican restaurants because they give you chips and salsa right away. Like, there's nothing worse than going into a restaurant. And we get that they're, like, people are short-staffed right now. There's a lot of nonsense going on. Well, well, like, higher-end restaurants, they
1: generally don't, like, try to push you out the door, you know. The food takes 30, 40 minutes.
0: And it it, it all
1: depends on the mood you're in, you know. Some nights you're like, I want to – I don't care what I'm paying for this meal. I want to sit down and fucking eat, like, in 10 minutes. And then there's sometimes where you're, like, either out on a date or you're with buddies you haven't seen in a while, you want to catch up, and you're like, yeah, 30, 40 minutes is fine. So it all depends, but Spencer is just very, like, he eats a which is shocking for the
0: way you look, but you eat a lot, like, a lot of different crazy shit. Oh, buddy, I'm getting thick. <laughs> I'm getting that winter thick. Oh, buddy. But, yeah, so you go down, you sit down, you eat, and you get... You go straight up to the salad buffet, which also has like some soups and some raw smoked salmon, which was phenomenal, different olives, different, basically a lot of appetizer type of scenarios and salad. And then you flip your little uh, coaster over to green that says, yes, please, because we're respectful and people walk around with literally swords of meat and. there if there's there's nothing better than a sword spencer's your... like get that meat sword in my face yeah like i want the meat sword just bring bring, <laughs> the meat, bring all the meat swords jesus but christ they bring over like a sword they stick it in the middle of your table and they're like hey would you like some flame? hey would you like some bacon wrapped uh prime rib would you like this that
1: but that is dangerous because then you get caught up taking everything and then your plate's
0: covered in meat and you don't know what to do with it like it's you just a... put it down the hat. <laughs> You just go straight, whoop, just open up and down the hatch. Yeah, but it's awesome because I'm a a big variety guy. And I'm a big, like, when I go to a restaurant, like, I don't order the same drink back-to-back twice or three or four times. Like, I don't, I like to have a little taste of everything. And so, for that, this this restaurant is perfect for me because I get to have filet mignon, I get to have prime rib, I get to have chicken, I get to have bacon, you know, they just have so many different things. yeah. Yeah, so... It's a, it's a perfect restaurant for me, but rounding this story all out, went to Fogo de Chow, had a great dinner, got home about 10, 30, 11, was pretty waffled at that point, <laughs> fell asleep uh, on the couch, and See, woke See, that up. doesn't count if you fall asleep and then wake up. Well, no, I'm not saying, I, I said I didn't make it. Oh, oh, I thought you said you did make it. No, no, oh, I'm I not. I you said no. you barely made it. No I, no, I pretty much didn't make it because I fell asleep about 10, 30, and woke up about 11.30, 11.45, watched The Little Parade, Miley Cyrus. I think her boob fell out or something. It, it
1: didn't completely fall out because I think I was rewound that. <laughs> but she did have a wardrobe DVR. malfunction. <laughs> she did have a wardrobe malfunction for sure. And she sounded kind of shitty live, if I'm being honest. But, you know, she's living her best life. One last quick thing I'll say about, like, Rhodesio Girl. It's tempting because it's like a high, or Rhodesio or to Chow. It's like a high end sweet tomatoes, like a high, it's just a high end buffet, like that's what Spencer really gets off on is just unlimited food, unlimited. right your, unlimited, unlimited, <laughs> unlimited food as soon as he sits down, um, but they class it up a little bit. Anywho, uh, real quick, got to make a comment on Kale McCarr's goal last night. If you if you're an Avalanche fan, you I don't Number care where I'm top ten. I don't even care if you're not an Avalanche fan. I, I can almost guarantee that you saw it all over ESPN. But that call, the ESPN call was unbelievable. Uh, Connor McGahey's call on uh, Altitude Radio. Unbelievable. And that's, you know, it was hilarious as before I even read your tweet, I said the exact same thing. I was like, the only thing that it made that I was looking all over the Internet and then I realized it was an ESPN broadcast. But I was like to get Mosier on that call and to hear him would have been legendary. Uh, McGahee's was badass, though, and, like, the, the ESPN guys did a good job, but just absolute fucking filth, like, made me sick to my stomach, like...
0: That's filthy it, if it's a forward and he's a defenseman that has rosy cheeks like he's still 17 years yeah,
1: old. Yeah, he's still fucking padding his ass with um, baby powder, like, he's he's that young, He he's 20, what is he, 22? Something like that. So just, it makes me sick that I'm four years older than him, and he's just already surpassed anything I will accomplish in life. Um, but that's beside the way point. Way past Yeah, this. way past it. But that, it was just unbelievable. I had to comment on it real quick. He's 23. That okay. That makes me feel a little better. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Um, still, idolizing somebody younger than you feels a little fucked up, but that's what sports will do to you, so... Um, let's get into a little golf talk. This is a golf podcast, so we will. Is it? We will do that. I yeah. mean, it's it's like a sports slash bullshit podcast, kind of covered up. Like golf is kind of what we do and what we know. We don't really know anything else. Um, we think we know a lot, but we do know kind of some golf shit. Yeah, and so. w-
0: and one real quick thing. Thanks to everybody that listened in twenty twenty one, supported our podcast. It was. Uh, kind of a growing year for us because we started this kind of August September of twenty twenty, got it off the ground like planes going up to five five thousand elevation. You know, your ears hurt. you a lot of a lot of moving parts here and there. And then twenty twenty one, we kind of took off and it was a great year. We let's talk about our our year in golf in just twenty twenty one real quick because we didn't discuss too much of that, but. We had two awesome golf tournaments, which
1: if Both you're out, in the Co- out if they you're, were killer.
0: Yeah, if you're out in the Colorado area, we're going to do those again. Uh, there's some word that there may even be some of those in Phoenix, Arizona, here coming soon with the expansion of our our company to PHNX. So talk about a great golf market that we. Oh, are, it's a fucking the biggest
1: golf market in America.
0: Yeah, that we're looking to absolutely take over. You know, it would
1: be unreal. Mm-hmm. We're we're definitely. We were just talking to Allie about it. We're we're going to get some stuff working down there. Um, yeah, that's that's going to be unreal. Our tournaments were awesome. Our league was awesome. It was a blast. Um, we're looking to grow that this year for sure and just staple up some some small tweaks here and there. You know, like Spencer said, there's a lot of moving parts, some growing pains here and there. So uh, there's definitely room to improve on our end, but also it was killer. Like, it was our first year, you know? it's You can't expect it to just pop. Like, right then, we want that organic growth, um, which we've been getting, which is awesome. So, for anybody that cares, thanks for listening. We appreciate every single one of you. Thanks for downloading and listening to us bullshit about our lives um, and, and some golf also and, and sports. I mean, that's what we are. We're, we're golfers that love sports, love gambling, drinking. So, if that interests you, then we're your guys.
0: Yeah, and we... Um in 2021, like Mitchell said, had the leagues, had the tournament. This is all about organic growth and appreciate all the, those of you guys that uh, follow us on Twitter at big drive energy. We Once did again, just change our handle at big drive energy. It's 2022. We got our site set on bigger and better things. Um, and so we're going to be moving up in the world and uh, big drive energy is now our Twitter handle. So make sure you follow us on there. But By the time you listen to this podcast, we'll probably have a winner of our Cobra Rad Speed Driver. So we're going to do one of these giveaways every major. So our plan is every major of 2022, which we gave you our picks for the majors last year or last last year. Well, actually, it was last fucking a. It was was a week ago, but it was last year. Yeah, last podcast we gave you our picks for the 2022 majors. Uh, We are also going to do giveaways. So we're going to have a live stream Sunday. Of every single major of 2022, along with a giveaway of a golf club, some set, some sort of golf gear, something of that nature. So make sure you're following us on the socials for that, and get into the giveaways for the majors because you're gonna win some cool shit. All you got to do is follow us. We're an okay follow if you like. Us. We're a great follow if you like golf, um, and some witty comments here and there, and maybe some shitty videos of like a tournament that we're not probably supposed to take off the TV but we do (laughs) Uh, so make sure you follow us on there on Twitter for that because we're going to be doing awesome giveaways and there's some merch in line for 2022 from the golf side that's going to be blow your socks off the hat last year sold out like fairly quick blew your blew your heads off Thank you guys to all thanks to all of you guys that bought one of those and, and snagged one of those. We wear them all the time including Garrett Bowles Garrett Bowles looking like yeah our man Garrett Bowles. Did we mention that? Uh, I don't think we did uh,
1: on the podcast. I think but. we may well yeah, I think we may have, but who cares? We'll mention it again. Garrett Bowles was seen at Justin Simmons um, personal charity event where he had a, a bunch of teammates out um, and it just kind of came across like our Twitter feed and Garrett Bowles was wearing a DNVR golf hat. We don't talk to the dude. We don't know the dude. I mean, maybe we give credit to Spencer because Spencer was legitimately the only person I knew in Denver that didn't hate his fucking guts for the first three or four years of his career where he was just an automatic hold waiting to happen, and then he comes out, has an all-pro season, um, another pretty good year this year. I do and own a Garrett Bull's jersey. Yeah, Spencer, <laughs> he's a real supporter, so maybe... Uh, I don't know if you sent the planets some planets like, aligned. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You send some vibes out of the into the atmosphere, and he he caught on to him. So, uh, yeah, that was really cool. But definitely some more merch. Um, just bringing the content that you pe- everybody wants to see. You know, all the listeners uh, watching live YouTube breakdowns of us talking about the majors. You know, things like that. So we're just we're super excited to grow this next year and, and kind of find some new things and also improve on what we've already been doing, you know, cause I, I mean, I don't want to toot our own horn here, but I think we're pretty fucking good. So, uh, what do you think?
0: I, I would agree. Yeah. I would
1: generally agree. I mean, we wouldn't be doing it if we don't think we were good at it. So, um, anywho, let's circle back to actual golf. Uh, so this last week, actually just yesterday, um, TaylorMade and Callaway both unveiled uh, their new woods and certain lines for 2022. Um, TaylorMade's line is the stealth line and Callaway's is the rogue line, which is already, they've already used it once, um, but it, it's kind of a new and improved. They've already done it with the epic where they had the epic five year three. F- no, not three, uh, four or five years ago, and then they re-released it last year. Um, same colorway, but different, uh, design, different technology this last year compared to five years ago, obviously, but now this rogue that they released and I am a little biased towards Callaway
0: personally, because when you sign a contract with somebody, it definitely, yeah. uh,
1: when they send you a bunch of free shit and like kind of get whatever you want, whenever you want it, um, you're probably going to be a little biased towards them. But I got the new Rogue Driver over a week ago. And it said on the box, do not post on social media till January 4th. And I was like, holy shit, this is like handing uh, a kid a candy bar and telling him not to eat it. You know what I mean? I was like, what? My hands are tied. Because I I didn't want to do that. And it's not like I'm I'm big shit anyways on Twitter. But follow me anyways, Big Drive Mitch. Um, I had to wait like over a week. And... If you haven't seen it, it is pure. So, the difference. Um, I'll get into a little bit of just tech talk real quick. Tech talk, TikTok, tech talk. Uh, so, techno technologically speaking, with this new driver, um, they they added some more weight to the back of the head, um, but they they especially for the lower spin driver. So, I got this year's edition of the lower spin driver is called the Triple Diamond LS. And that's badass anyways. Like, who doesn't want to play the Triple Diamond? You know, it just sounds sick. As opposed to the, um, the Epic Speed last year was their low spin head. They've done the uh, uh, Sub-Zero was their other one, which is pretty cool. But so I got the Triple Diamond LS head, which is the low spin head. Um, it's carbon on the bottom, really clean. It's actually got the orange colorway, which is not my personal favorite but I don't, I like orange. I just like it with Navy blue. Like, and I don't think that would go well on a golf club. Uh, but it's got the orange colorway. Um, a bit, it's almost goldish orange. It's not like, it's not like Maverick orange, but it's like gold orange. Um, and then they put a big weight in the back, like kind of a counterbalance weight, I would say, but it really looks from the back of the, the club, like a ping driver. Like, you know, they've got that that big kind of like rectangular weight that sits on the very back of the head. That's a lot what this one looks like this year. Uh, but overall I actually went out and hit it. Spencer and I did the other day. It sounds awesome. It doesn't almost put snow on the roof. Yeah. We, well, we had, we were hitting it off cement, which is highly not recommended. Um, and so we had it teed up real high. We were kind of swinging at our knees and, I hit a few really really good ones, but overall the audio is awesome. Um, the The shaft I got in it was awesome. That's all kind of personal preference, but really overall it looked it looks great. It feels great from my personal perspective. Um, I haven't gotten any of my other new stuff, and I know they also released a Rogue line of irons, which so they're keeping around the Apex line of of irons, which has uh, been a, a great hit. Like I play the Apex pros. They have the apex, uh, the standard apexes. Then they've got the uh, apex um, ARCs or uh, a little bit bigger, more forgiving heads. So that's kind of like their game improvement. The road or the the middle of the road apex, the standard apex is for the a, a better player, um, and then the apex pros for the low handicap scratch pro, yada yada yada. So they're keeping that all around. But then they went with. Uh, the the is it the Rogue? Yes, I'm sorry, I keep forgetting. Um the Rogue Iron they have a Rogue Iron line that they're coming out with this year and it is the orange colorway. It's a little bit of a different type setup. Um the tech is like the the foam insert like Callaway or I'm sorry, like TaylorMade did like uh uh PXG originally did, but they've really found that to be effective, which if it's effective, then do it. Um so Those look really good, too. I still prefer my Apex over the Rogue-like line of irons from what I saw. But overall, still really good-looking sticks. Spencer, I know you uh, saw—we both saw the the Stealth driver. TaylorMade's new line is the Stealth line. Um, I think I already said that. But what did you think of it? Because I honestly think it's kind of fucking ugly.
0: Well, so what TaylorMade did is they they busted into the Stealth line, and they busted back into the market of Carbon— And so, like, basically what drivers, 99% of the time, have been made out of their entire, basically our entire lifespan. When drivers started really making a big jump in 2010, 2011, I remember I got the R11. That was, like, the first white driver. Incredible stuff from TaylorMade, and they continue to push it as far as they can, limit-wise, with Woods. And that's why they decided to go to Carbon, instead of the normal, um, <clears throat> titanium, titanium that, thank you. I was struggling with that word Instead of the normal titanium drivers. Like in their whole play on the stealth driver is that like basically titanium got us to a point where we, we couldn't make it any better. Like they, they made the SIM and then the SIM two and they, they couldn't make the driver any better. So then they went to the Stealth, and the Stealth is already in the bag from Tiger Woods and already in the bag from Colin Morikawa. And Rory. And Rory. Well, there's, there's multiple players, but why I think it's important, like Colin Morikawa is, is a technician. That This guy is busted on the scene. We've talked about how great he is, and he's only going to get better. He's very young, just got engaged, which who knows, you know, the the what that's going to do to his golf game. But overall, like the dude's just a baller. Yeah. The dude's numbers in, especially in majors and different tournaments that he's already played as for as young as he is have been unreal. And he's like on the tiger pace and, and no one will ever get to where tiger got, but like right now he's that next guy that's on that tiger type of pace of he's already won two majors. He's won an open championship. He's won a PGA championship. And Last year, so for those of you guys that don't know, like obviously most most club companies are on a two year cycle, but a lot of club companies now, because people are so into technology and there's so much info out there on all the technology, players are switching companies or not switching companies, switching to the newest brand of their company's product every single year. And and when we get into the PGA Tour talk, like those guys are switching wedges almost weekly they're using the same exact wedges with the same grinds, the same weight, everything, of course, but new faces for every week, every tournament. I mean, you got millions of dollars on the line. You want to use the best product. So these guys switch this stuff all the time, but generally speaking, they stick with a driver or woods. Like there's guys that have random like Nike woods in their bags.
1: Yeah. Like I remember Brant Snedeker comes to mind. He played that old tailor-made burner driver for like six or seven years. You remember that kind of, triangular shaped one um and so yeah the driver is kind of like if it works it works if it doesn't then why are you hitting it and you have to like and this is another thing we wanted to talk about when people are looking at cl- new clubs like kind of what to look for and, and know what the difference is between actual performance and and what's more personal preference and honestly a driver has a lot to do um first of all with the shaft the shaft plays almost a bigger part in dispersion 100 percent plays a bigger part in dispersion um where you're missing it how you're missing it things like that um but the head is more look and feel based and sound based you know what i mean it's not they've kind of reached a limit with performance and there's certain you have to find the right one for you but there's certain little nuances here and there but for the most part they put a cap on how well a driver can perform. You know, there's certain regulations. Um, so it, it does fall down to a lot of personal preference and what looks good, what feels good. What When you have it in your hand, you're like, I'm going to bomb this thing. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. And so what they did with the stealth is what, when you're talking about sound is like sound is a, a, a fairly important thing to a lot of people. And when I hear the word stealth, I just think back to like my first ever baseball, baseball bat. bat. Oh, yeah. dude, everybody wanted the stealth. Yeah, the stealth was like the I first a, bat. I think that, I had a red stealth. Yeah, and it had the carbon, the carbon the barrel, carbon. but then it like it like had like a ha- black plastic like handle going down to the like the the area where you gripped it. The stealth was one of the greatest baseball bats ever known. So if you guys played baseball or or saw baseball bats back in like two thousand and five. 2004, 2005. That was what the Stealth was and it was one of the best bats used by a ton of college players, like that was the bat to have. And basically, so what this what they're doing with this carbon twist face. So TaylorMade's kept the twist face and if if you guys don't know the technology on the twist face, it basically makes it to where if you hit hit it off the high toe, which is tends to be a lot of a problem for a lot of amateurs, it tends to Try to draw the ball back towards your target line, and if you go low heel, it does the same thing. It pushes the ball. Basically, it's it's almost uh, in a dumb uh, you know layman's terms, a more of a circular face that went, the way the golf club swung. It pushes the ball back to the center. It's not a cheater club by any means. Well, no, because every single driver has the bulge in the
1: middle of the face. It's called bulge and roll. Don't get super technical. But what TaylorMade has done with the twist face is they've actually pulled the lower heel in a little bit. Because when you, when you hit the lower heel, you have a tendency to hit a, a weak uh, slice. You know what I mean? So it, it's going to kind of start at your target line, probably go off to the right. And it's going to balloon because it's creating a lot of spin, which is creating more loft um, or more spin, which is creating more, more trajectory. So they actually pulled the, the the lower toe actually in a little bit to point more low into the left to start that ball a little further left with the obvious goal of bringing it back to the target um, versus your traditional driver, like I said, that it doesn't have that rotation that little bit of rotation on the face where it's going to start more down your target line. You're going to lose it right. Uh, but like Spencer said, the ultimate goal is to get the ball back to the target. And same with the toe, they actually pulled the, the – high toe, um, the top end of the club on the the toe uh, back a little bit also, because what what happens generally when you hit it high on the face, it's going to gear the ball to create um, less backspin, which is not going to get you that trajectory. So it's kind of the opposite. It's trying to actually add a little bit of loft. So when you do hit it high and on the toe, it's going to start off a little bit higher still with the and and actually start a little bit right at your target with the sole purpose of of starting it right at your target but then gearing it back to the target. So, it's kind of giving people that option to miss um and honestly, we're not snake oil salesmen. I don't know how much they have quantified what what they can accomplish with the twist face or what actually it does to the numbers. Um but it's definitely a, a decent marketing I won't, I won't call it a ploy. It's creative, I'll give him that. But uh, overall, don't
0: think that it's going to change the overall performance of your golf game. Let's put it that way. No, but it's going to help. And going back to my point about this stealth is like, so we we're talking about Colin Morikawa. He's on a Tiger-like trajectory. He never. Whoa. S- tiger-like trajectory with nobody's two, on a Tiger. He's won two majors and he's twenty-three years old. Like the guy is. The guy's won a major every year. He's been a profe- – like, I'm not saying he's going to get there. Okay. Yeah, I don't I, – I'm not – no one's ever going to get you there had again. You fucked up for a second. No, no cause... one's ever going to get there again. But, like, he's already got five wins and Sheesh. two majors. Um, and so he did not switch to the Sim 2 last year. He went – he kept his Sim in the bag from 2020. Was that the blue one? Yeah. He kept his Sim in the bag all last year, and he immediately switched to the Stealth. Tiger Woods also has a stealth. Rory has the stealth. So some of the best drivers of the golf ball and guys that are looking for that consistent performance have already gone to the stealth. And tying this all the way back into the face and the carbon, there's literally 60 sheets of carbon on the face of the new stealth driver, wow. 60 thin sheets, which creates like, basically what that's doing is that's creating the the least amount of friction at impact, creating Lower spin, longer, longer distance off the tee, which everybody's looking for. And there, I, don't know if we're doing this podcast still in five years. Like, I don't know how much technology can really improve from where it is now. But we also said that five years ago it was starting to ramp up, and all these little things that golf golf club companies are doing. And the carbon twist face is also forty four percent lighter than titanium, which is allowing the mass lower in the head, which Explain, like, explain that. Like, so you said, like, lowering the mass in the face, in the head, and putting the weight back. What does that do for, and what is it, what's a common misconception? I know it, you know it, but, like, what's a common misconception with people driving the ball? Um, where, what general direction you go in there? I'm going, like. Trajectory speaking? Yeah.
1: Yeah, so, um, lowering the weight in the head and moving the weight back in the head is going to uh, give it a little bit of a higher launch point, which like your general amateur needs help getting the ball higher in the air to get those carry numbers that they want. Um, While also, I mean, obviously they're, they're putting some weight forward in the head too, but it's creating the optimal amount of spin without uh, taking away that trajectory. Like you're not, you're not, their their goal is to create the optimal spin rate and launch um kind of all in one and make it the most forgiving as possible. Spencer uh not when you're talking trajectory you're saying like what a misconception is. I'm
0: saying like a lot of people have a misconception that they need to hit the ball lower and more boring to get more distance.
1: That yes, that you're you're correct and like I kind of said right there um it all depends on your spin rates, things like that. But to ultimately get the right amount of carry distance out of a club, you need a high, you you need about 12 or 13 degrees of launch depending on your spin rate. Um, but like an average tour guy has 12, 13 degrees of launch on their driver. Some amateurs have 18, 19, 20. That's a little bit too much, but that's a swing flaw. That's not a club flaw. Um, but in order to get that trajectory, you need to have a little bit more delivered loft, but you also don't want a head that's going to spin a lot because you don't want to launch it high and then have it spin higher. Um, But yes, like hitting it low on the face is actually going to create more spin. There's a lot of common misconceptions within that realm um, that we try to debunk because we just know it's not a fact. Um, But yes, trajectory is huge for distance. The, within reason, the higher you hit it, the further it's going to go given your spin rate, but in a vacuum, um, finding, finding that proper trajectory for you is going to be good, especially if you're a low ball
0: hitter. Yeah. So <coughs> Taylor has got the stealth coming out. There's a lot of new equipment coming out too. And I'm going to plug my own little brand for here for a little bit. And Cobra, who I play the Rad Speed Driver, which we just did a giveaway of. I um, hope whoever won that, which we don't know right now, we're going to pick that And winner. that's
1: a good-looking stick, honestly. Like, I have no affiliation with Cobra or anything. Great-looking head. Like, the, the colorways look cool. Spencer's got the navy blue, red, and, and doesn't, white. It, and white? Yeah. And that looks clean uh, as shit. America. Like, yeah. Exa- I mean, you can't go wrong with a little red, white, and blue. But that head looks super clean. It's got, like, that matte carbon. It's not carbon. The matte
0: titanium finish on top either way it's got the no matte i think the carbon's on top is it carbon? the, the fate we're talking the stealth face is carbon oh oh i see well you're talking carbon like carbon yeah. on the top like the oh, matte carbon yeah yeah, is yeah on the top
1: of the head because the new rogue also has a little bit of carbon on the bottom but they did real quick circling back to Calway, they did go back to the matte head like crown of the head the top of the head versus last year was the shiny um, titanium. So that's more of a personal preference. Look, if you like the shiny look, if you don't, um, but I thought it would clean like super clean. Like that's, that's all I have to say.
0: Yeah. And so I will say, I will plug my own brand here. I'm a Cobra Puma guy, Puma golf hats, Puma golf clothes, uh, top of the line stuff. You'll see it from Ricky. You'll see it from Bryson DeChambeau. Those guys are rocking. Um, they have a ton of, I saw the, all the lines, they have a ton of like different lines for each major this year which is a really cool thing they have like stories for the masters the u.s open depending upon where it is color stories that all the players will be wearing and repping that stuff and <clears throat> we can hate on bryce and all we want what him and puma like he's created a puma hat that you know brought back the original um i've actually got one at my house right now the uh the original golf hat basically and then Bryson is a pretty well dressed man. Like and I'm not saying I'm not giving any credit to Bryson here. That's mostly Puma. That's like, hey, we pay you millions of dollars. You're gonna wear this stuff. But Pumas came out with a really good color story for each of the majors for this year. But the the one thing they did come out with last year uh, that's hopefully gonna take take flight this year and, and be a lot more advertised and a lot more in front of the people's eyes is they came out with the first time I've ever seen it and I think the first time it's ever been done is. Uh, their putter line is all 3d printed and I have uh, the 3d printed grand sport and it's like a it looks like a spaceship it's kind of wild looking I'll be honest with you but it looks like a spider
1: but a little bit more bells and whistles, like it's 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 a lot. Yeah, and Cobra but this putters is their first year doing it, right?
0: Too. And Cobra putters aren't a big market, big ticket market item. You know, you got the Scotty Cameron. They kind
1: of just emerged into that. They're kind of feeling it out. It looks like so. yeah,
0: but they have literally figured out a way to revolutionize the putting game because they've now 3D printed the putters, and I will shout them out. The face is incredible. It has the highest MOI of like any putter that's ever been made. So. you're going to get that true roll right off the face every single time your ball is not going to skid a ton so if you get the chance to go try out one of the cobra 3d printed putters definitely go do that because it's going to be worth it and you're going to like if you like the look of it which huge key for putters like people always ask us what what putter should i hit and i'm like well first thing off you have to like the look of it if you like the look of your putter there's a good chance that you're going to feel comfortable over a putt and make more putts. Like a, a lot of golf, and we know this in putting, is extremely mental. So as long as you're looking over the putter and, like, feel good about it, you're you're going to have a better chance of making the putt. But then the performance part comes in as well with this 3D print.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And like Spencer said, totally agree. 90% of a putter um, is – well, I wouldn't say 90 Uh, A lot of it, uh, the majority of it is the look and the feel. It's not performance-based. Putters don't, you don't create spin. Um, It's all, you can only create spin really with your swing. Like they've kind of dialed the putters into the point where uh, you're not going to create a whole lot of spin with one putter versus another, blah, blah, blah. But uh, the face insert has a lot to do with it too. And kind of what you prefer in the way of, if it comes off softer, like the Odyssey, the old White Hot um, with that white face insert, it comes off super soft. And, and they
0: came back out with that. They yeah. came out with the OG last year in 2020.
1: Which were fire, and they put, like, red uh, carbon shafts in them. Like, look looks super sick. Uh, I didn't get one, and I'm an idiot for not doing it because I could have. But, yeah, like, the White Hot, first thing that comes to mind is just much softer it comes off the face so if you prefer a ball to jump a little bit more and and get a little bit more response off the face then you'd probably want to go with something that's not uh, a face insert it's a milled face like a lot of this, most of the scotty camerons are milled faces they're not they don't have face inserts so it comes really down to a feel thing because i um i don't mind the the softer face insert and it's all just like i said it's all feel so if you want to adjust to one way or another, but if you can pick what works for you and get the right club for what you prefer, as opposed to changing your, your putting stroke to accommodate the club, then I think you're better off for doing that for sure.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, all right, enough of the tech talk, go check out the new stealth, go check out the new rogue, Uh, check out the new 3d printed Cobra putter. There's really good stuff coming out from all these companies and I think in February we're going to have a lot to talk about because the USGA and RNA is going to come out with some, I think, from the reports that I've seen, some pretty strict rules on maximizing distance for especially the elite professional players. So that's that's something for another podcast because we don't have all the info. No one does yet, but definitely for the amateur player and any of you guys out there listening that are not on the professional on the PGA Tour, check out these new drivers because – They really will help your game, and when when you're driving the ball good, you're driving the ball further and putting it in the middle of the fairway. Definitely makes golf a lot more fun. So make sure to check that out. Um, We have the PGA Tour is back, and so as the PGA Tour comes back, we know that that means we've hit the final week of the pro football regular season. But that also means NFL playoffs are coming, and we're getting the college national championship. And DraftKings Sportsbook has an unbelievable offer to get all the fans into the action as the NFL playoffs start, as the PGA Tour starts back up. There's a lot of great bets on there, which we're going to go through with you guys. Um, As we change the calendar over to 2022, you can bet $5 on any football team to win their game, and if they do, you win $200 in free bets. So DraftKings Sportsbook customers can bet with same-game parlays. We know, we've talked about it all year. NFL playoffs are a fun time to do same-game parlays. Uh, The best part about the NFL playoffs is NFL gets kind of watered down, I think, because there's so many games at 11 o'clock here, mountain time, and then 2.25, we watch the Broncos, generally speaking, and then there's the night game, but those one game at a time makes it a lot more fun to watch, and you can put all your bets into one bet for a huge payout in just that one singular game, and NFL doesn't overlap those playoff games, so drop into that same game parlay, turn that button over to on, and you can pick a bunch of things from one game, and make a huge payout. I almost hit one last weekend. I was like one touchdown scorer off, which made me really butthurt, but, you know, that's how it goes. Who was it? Javante Williams, actually, for the Broncos. He asked me about seven bills. Javante. So, so download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR and bet just $5, just to Lincoln, on any football team, college or pro, and win $200 in free bets if they win. Promo code DNVR for this week only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right. A little preview into the Century Tournament of Champions. Definitely a condensed field. Thirty? Um, 30? No, I don't. I think it's a little more than 40? thirty. But a field of champions. A true deep field. Phil Mickelson's added his name to this tournament as well. It's at Kapalua. It's in Hawaii. Not much better than Hawaii and golf,
1: especially. It's snowing right now in Colorado. Yeah, we're getting snow. It was freezing shit. Yeah, it was cold. You can it says ten degrees right now. You can phone. listen to that Hawaiian music, like see the the girls in lay. Like, is it lays? Lays. Uh, yeah. Who sk- uh, will skirt? Who lays hula, and hula skirts? Hula, yeah. Okay, hula skirts
0: dancing around you know that just the the waves crashing it's a good vibe really good vibe yeah and it's at Kapalua's plantation course um and a couple things about the plantation course so it's a beautiful venue of course it's it's one of the very not very few but they play a few tournaments in hawaii but all the players travel over for the new year uh some players have reported to already have been there for a couple of weeks JT I heard is is wrecking it at some other courses in Hawaii so he's already won this tournament twice maybe a really good pick although his odds aren't that great from the DraftKings sports book um, but a couple things to note from the Kapalua course in Hawaii is it's a par seventy three which is electric which is weird yeah it's, it's weird but it's electric what is for it for PGA Tour five players. par fives six par threes no so they actually only have three par threes so okay so your standard course four par fives. 14 is normally 14 par fours. They added, there's another par four on that, but only three mean, par threes. You mean 10? 10. 10. Yes. Yeah. So four, four
1: par fives, 10 par fours, four par threes is your standard par 72 course. So they're essentially taking out one of the par threes. Um, so what is it? Just one more par four? Yeah, exactly. 11
0: fours, three threes. <clears throat> Four or fives exactly. So if it's that, a par seventy three, which is the only course on tour that's a par seventy three. So yeah, that is honestly
1: the only course I've ever heard of that plays as a par seventy three. And the weird thing is too, is like tour guys are so long that you'd think that they would take one of the fives and turn it into
0: a four just to make it a seventy two. But maybe they just like being unique. I don't know. Yeah, and they have so, and it's a fun course scoring wise, especially on the back night on Sunday. I'm really looking forward to that because. It has two of the greatest things that I think we've talked about on the podcast before. It has a tough eighteenth hole, with a lot tough, of trouble, but gettable, gettable, but yeah. tough. And it's you a can par make five, double or eagle, which is the greatest thing ever. Yeah, every golf course should end on a par five, especially in, on the PGA Tour schedule. Makes it so much more fun to watch. Makes it from a two. You can go from a two-stroke deficit to a playoff. Um, and it, it's just every part, every golf course should end in a par five or a really tough par four. In my personal opinion, uh, it has seven holes that are longer than 500 yards, including obviously the par fives. Four of those are so three, three par fours over 500 yards. And it also has four par fours that play shorter than 400 yards, which are all in the back nine. And so, they're drive
1: at like, if you get the wind, the wind does play a big factor out of Kapalua. It's. That is the one downside to Hawaii is it's generally windy. Um, it's gorgeous, but it, it do, the wind blows, obviously, because off the ocean, it's surrounded by ocean. It's a fucking island um, for the those people that needed that. But the wind does play a huge factor. Like, there's a few 400-plus yard par fours that become drivable, you know, depending on – and I, another I, – I don't want to bounce all over, but the other thing is this course is very – undulated hills everywhere like I've heard of caddies passing out trying to walk this fucking place because it's like billy goats like I don't know how any of these guys walk it four days in a row my legs would be fucking jello but it's very very undulated lots of hills lots of downhill shots lots of uphill shots Um, and on top of that with the wind these guys are going to be hitting probably on some holes they're going to be hitting driver 250 yards on some holes they're going to be hitting driver 420 yards. You know, it's, it's got that big variety of holes that are going to play really short and then holes that are going to play really long, which is always a lot of fun to watch also.
0: Yeah. So great, great golf course. And like I said, it's, it's a smaller field. So the odds aren't as great for some of the players that we're going to pick, but at the same time, it's fun watching like everybody that won last year, this is kind of like a, A belt, if you will, like when you get a belt if you win, like a a welterweight title or something in the UFC. Like you get to go play the tournament champions. This isn't like, hey, I'm on the PGA tour. This is one of my stops. This is like, hey, you won in the past season. Now you get to go play in this tournament. Yeah, and if you win this one, you're right back here and you start the year off with an absolute bang.
1: Yeah, and I think we talked about this last last year before this tournament. But why aren't more guys like? thinking about winning this thing, you know, with, with the size of the field, your probability automatically goes through the roof. Um, relatively speaking, uh, if all else is equal, but you only have to beat 30 some dudes, you know, you don't have to beat 120. So, and they are the best of the best, but have a really good week. You're going to make a cool one and a half between one and a half and 2 million. And you're going to be right back there next year with a two year exemption on the PGA tour. So, I think a lot of guys, um, you know, it's all a mindset thing, but there's plenty of dudes that really want to get a, a quick – especially for a guy that kind of snuck into the field like um, one of my picks I'm going to talk about later, Eric Van Royen, who's not a huge household name, but he hits the ball a long ways. He's plus 14,000, whatever, um, and he hits the ball a real long way. He hit, he's a great ball striker um and if he can get the greens down he could see himself back here next year you know that's something they those guys really look to capitalize on so that's why I really enjoy watching it first of all because it's the best the best but second of all you want to see how these guys come out of their off their uh, quote-unquote off season you know they're still playing and practicing but they're getting back on the grind after having three four or five weeks off so um it's always a really really fun tournament to watch all the way around
0: Yeah, so let's get into our DraftKings picks for the Century Tournament Champions. So, new year, new us. We're going to start this out, and we're going to be pretty diligent about tweeting this out, keeping track of this, et cetera, et cetera. So, we are going to give you each three picks. So, how this is going to look, every single week, we're going to give out our DraftKings Picks of the Week for the PGA Tour event. We're going to go, now, for our— Listen closely. listen, Listen up. For our record keeping purposes, we're going to go one unit. So the same amount of money we're going to bet through the DraftKings sportsbook on each of these picks. We're going to go one winner, one top 10 pick, and one long shot which has to be in as we know on the tailgate show white whale watching. We're not going to go to 10,000, but the winner, the last winner we pick is one unit and it has to be our rule plus 5,000 or more. And then some weeks we're going to throw in a little prop bet here and there that we'll toss on and we'll add to our units. Um, but we're going to kind of go against each other and give you guys hopefully some winning picks. Last year I know we had three winners in a row, I want to say, or two or three winners we in a row. We were fucking hot. We were on fire early in like the right around the Masters range, um, that right around that time. So. If
1: anybody made enough money to retire, please come forward and give us a cut of it because yeah. we were fucking on fire.
0: We were on fire for a while. So, all right, Mitchell, let's start out. You give me your – Bonafide winner of the Century Tournament of Champions. Oh, as much as it pains
1: me to do this, and if you listen to this pod, you know I don't like the guy, but I, I'm i going with Bryson at Kapalua. He simply hits it too far on a course that plays long. Um, I think it plays over seventy three or 7,400 yards, especially at sea level with the wind. My only concern is he doesn't have a lot of trajectory control. Simply because he hits it that far, it's kind of hard to keep it low, control distance, control trajectory. But hitting the, it that long, especially there, gives him such a such an advantage on that course because the fairways are huge. So uh, Bryson's plus 1,200. I pick Bryson. Um, it goes against everything I value as a human being. But uh,
0: it's, it's not about what I like. It's about giving people winners. So that I'm rolling with Bryson. All right. My winner this week, a guy I've talked about a little bit going to the Stealth Driver. Americans have won the Century Tournament Champions 11 years in a row. Wow. I believe this will make it number 12. And I'm going to go with the guy who finished 11th in the Player Impact Program rankings this year. Talked about him a little bit already. Won two majors already. Won five golf tournaments. He is definitely salty because he changed his name on Twitter to... C O W or C O one one IN Morikawa instead of Colin. So he's definitely salty about being eleventh on the player impact program. I think he's gonna come out with fire. He is plus an even one thousand to win this golf tournament. So I'm gonna go Colin Morikawa, other known otherwise known as RK, Ryan Konigsberg's guy, plus a thousand to win the tournament. Okay. Okay, I don't mind that. Um Yeah, he he always hits a good, yeah.
1: Uh okay, so my po- my top ten, and like we said, this these odds are different because in order to be top ten in this field, you have to be like twenty dudes, so a little bit different than your run of the mill PJ tour event. Um, but it's gonna be our boy cousin Cam. I'm starting off the year right, picking our cousin Cam Smith. He's only plus one thirty. <laughs> That's kind of painful. But he has done well here previously. I I do want to say he's got a pretty good track record, um, and you can't go against that mullet and that dude's just general attitude. And he's from Australia. I don't know a whole lot about Australia, and I'm not about to dive down that geography rabbit hole again. Uh, but it's kind of tropical, you know. It's Hawaii. It's Australia. Kind of home team, home, uh, home island vibes. One island's a lot bigger than the other, but. I think it's actually a continent, uh, but it is an island. <laughs> so uh, I think that that could maybe translate a little bit, and I maybe I'm just throwing shit at the wall, but plus 130, and I got to support our cousin. He pays our, our mortgages, our rent. I fucking wish.
0: All right, my top 10 pick. This guy has, like, never finished outside of the top 10 at Kapalua. It's kind of a layup, and I hate giving out picks like this. And normally in golf, you never give out picks that are minus a ton of odds this isn't that bad it's minus 165 but justin thomas to top 10 i just don't see how he doesn't he's been playing good golf he's always played well at kapalua he's won this tournament twice i just don't see justin thomas finishing outside the top 10 at minus 165
1: yeah i mean his track record does show that he always plays well here so i get why the odds are that way but holy shit that's laying a lot for a guy to top 10 like He has one bad day and he could be out of it. But, you know, I'm not going to judge. I've made crazier picks before. Um, All right. And so I mentioned him earlier, but my long shot pick of the week plus 14,000. You bet 100, you win 14,000. Yes. You win $14,000. Holy Santa Claus shit. I may have to lay that down. Uh, Eric Van Royen. uh, So he's not, he's not American, But he did go to college here, and he does play on the PGA Tour. So, can we call him an honorary American for the purpose of my pick, please? Because that, okay, perfect. That was easy. So, Eric Van Royen, he's going to buck the trend. Can't make it a dozen Americans. You got to throw a European in there or somebody. So, I'm going Eric Van Royen. Hits the ball a long way, like I mentioned earlier, and that always serves everyone well at Kapalua. I don't remember the last short hitter that won at Kapaloo, if I'm being honest. So, um, Eric Van Ryan 14,000. Let's go.
0: All right. My long shot pick is going to be just in the, he's the, the first long shot pick of the golf tournament according to the DraftKings Sportsbook Odds. I'm going to go with Kevin Na. I don't have a lot of good reasoning for this, to be honest. He's not a long hitter. We've talked uh, talked a lot of shit about him in this on this podcast. I actually
1: like Kevin Na. I I really do. And his game's just solid. He's just that dude who you wonder how he keeps winning, and he just keeps winning. I think he's got five PGA Tour wins in his career. Hell of a career, and he's electric to watch with all of his between um, stepping off of it, swinging over it, like the yips there for a while, the quick walk on the putts. He's just a fun guy to root for. Honestly, see, so you lay a little money on him, you root for him. What'd you say? Plus six thousand. Plus six thousand. Yeah. All right, I like that. I like that pick.
0: All right, and and as I said, um, you know we are degenerates. We've talked about that before. Uh, I sometimes have to throw a little extra bets in there for you, but I don't think this one is a bad stab. So this little prop bet I'm going to give you. You're going to log in the DraftKings Sportsbook. You're going to go to tournament props, playoff specials. And will there be a playoff? I'm going to go with yes. That's my prop for the week. Is there is a plus 300 bet out there uh, to be in a playoff? And this has gone to a playoff two of the last three years. So 67% playoff rate in the last three years. Plus 300. That's just too much in my face to not take. So <laughs> I do I'm, like that. Yeah, playoff, and we get extra golf. We got a lot of that at the at the end of last year. Almost felt like almost every tournament went into a playoff so i'm gonna go with that that's just a little prop bet that's a sprinkle um maybe not a full unit on that but definitely worth putting some money on especially considering that like i said it's happened two of the last three years so
1: yeah it seems like a very popular thing over at capital the the leaderboard kind of stacks up towards the end of the day and there's so many holes that like we were saying you can make birdie on you can make eagle on there's a lot of action coming down the stretch so and Honestly, it's always fun rooting for more golf, right? Like, what's wrong with wanting to see a few more holes? Let's see what, you know, let's see what the boys can do. So, yeah, I'm never against betting on
0: having a playoff. Starting the new 2022 year, not season, off with a bang. I like that. All right, before we finish up this pod, we're going to get into our our weekly segment of um, Fairway or Four. And so last week we had... Fair, uh, between my fairway or four was new year's resolutions um that that got a resounding vote for four um i 74 percent of the people thought that uh, new year's resolutions in general are a four and uh, mitchell's fairway or four the king as a, also known as nicola Jokic, should be the front runner for mvp uh 68 percent coming in with fairway so good one there A lot of our Denver peeps got our back. We know that that's that's fairway. Yeah. Um, Starting this week off, my fairway or four, and this was mentioned uh, actually on Twitter today by our our friend Eric D. Line Co. Is iced coffee a year-round thing, or is it seasonal? Uh, Is iced coffee only for the summer? What do you think? I think it's – that's – so wait. Reword that
1: just so I can answer properly. Okay.
0: Is iced coffee – your iced coffee as a year round drink that's careful.
1: that's way to me i drink iced coffee i that's a snap call like there's no question um i'll drink hot coffee occasionally at home but rarely like i hot coffee does stuff to my body that i don't even want to like describe on this podcast it does things to my stomach that just shouldn't even be thought about um it, which is so weird because it's I, I don't do well with hot drinks, so I just have to drink things cold. Like cold, I could drink a million milligrams of caffeine, exaggeration, um, but if it was iced, I think it'd be fine. It's not about the caffeine. It's about the actual temperature of the drink, so um, iced coffee for me is 100% fairway all the time. Don't care if it's negative 10 out. Give me iced caramel macchiato, uh, iced vanilla sweet cream cold brew, um, iced oat milk, vin- oat milk and uh, brown sugar shaken espresso. Those are probably my top three. My Mount Rushmore. Well, isn't there four? Never mind.
0: Anywho, that's the, yeah. I'm big, big iced coffee advocate. So yes, I agree. All right, I would agree with that too. It's it's ironic because I I think the thing that mo- annoys me the most about warm coffee in general is that I never get it to the right temperature. It's at the right temperature for like two sips, then it's too cold, then I warm it up, too, and then yeah. it's too hot, and yeah. I'm like, okay. And then whenever you get an iced coffee, you can drink it right away. Yeah. Right? I go through the Dutch Rose line. I'm a big Dutch Rose guy. If I get a hot coffee, it's not drinkable yeah. for the first 15 minutes You're burning minutes your minimum. face off.
1: Yeah. And what's the point? Like, we all know Spencer doesn't like to wait to drink or eat anything. Exactly. Um, So my fairway four is a—I feel like it's pretty contentious, honestly, like— there's so many differing opinions and it all, it does depend on um, really just, I guess it's preference, but mustaches in general, like I'm saying no beard, no other facial hair, like everything shaved, just a mustache. And, it, and it, I will preface it with saying this, whenever I rock just a mustache, I get hundreds of compliments, whatever, I get m- the majority of my compliments from dudes. They're like, that's a fucking rock and stash. And I don't know, like, I-, I appreciate a compliment from anybody. But what I'm ultimately trying to attract is the opposite sex. And f- the females seem to dislike it pretty universally, except for this weird niche of girls that like the creeper stash. But it, I'd say more guys appreciate a good mustache than girls do. So is a mustache in your eyes. I've never
0: actually seen you rock it. So your opinion. I, I did rock it for bachelor party in Nashville. Okay, you're fairway or four. I think it's fairway, but I think it's also depending upon what you want to attract. I think <laughs> if you're going if you're not trying to attract There's a mustache anyone, for everybody. Yeah, and you're going out with like the boys on a Friday on a weekend and you know like got a sick stash, like everyone's going to love it. You may not be going home with anyone that night, but that's kind of your prerogative at that point but i do think overall mustaches are dope like when somebody's just rocking a dope stash like me being a dude i'm like oh it's a dope stash
1: that's what i'm saying what
0: girls think about it is a different story but yeah we're, we can't fully give what that you think of me is none of my business right exactly 100 percent. if you like the way you look in a stash
1: rock the stash i i totally agree look at sam elliott like what a man rocket legend i also feel like stashes come a little bit more with age like I honestly think older dudes look better with mustaches than younger dudes. And I don't, that doesn't come off with any sort of connotation, but I, it's like a rite of passage thing almost where you got like this big white mustache. Like Fluff, uh, Jim Fierick's longtime caddy, always rocks nothing but a mustache. He looks like the Lorax, like he's got a truffle tree hanging off his, his lip. But I think it looks great. Like I could never see him without one. So, I uh, I I love the stash, and I just wanted to get your opinion on that.
0: We'll see what the pe- I feel like this is going to be contentious. I feel like it's going to be fairly split, but we'll see. Yeah. All right. Real quick, before we finish up this pod, um, we've got some kind of breaking news here. It came out a little bit ago, but uh, apparently Victor Hovland this week. Um, I'm glad we didn't pick him. I just saw I this was on actually Twitter. considering it. So he got he lost his bag got lost on the way to Hawaii, and he pulled his driver out of the bag and it snapped
1: jeez so Louise.
0: victor hovlin will be rocking a new different driver for the century tournament champions just some breaking news for you guys it's He's not sw- breaking, he swings it's only- it so good that it doesn't and it pi- could
1: affect him a little bit but over- looking
0: at some of the comments somebody this guy named at john underscore or john wood on twitter what w-o-u-l-d said brilliant tactic and way ahead of the game last time victor played with a different driver than his gamer At the Mayakoba, where Danny Lee broke his driver the night before on the driving range, he borrowed someone else's shaft for the week and won by four. So, all right. Well, Victor Hovland, maybe. Emergency sprinkle. Emergency (laughs) sprinkle, Victor Hovland. I like that. All right. Well, appreciate you guys all tuning in. We got a lot of good things to come in 2022. Appreciate all the support in 2021. Looking to take this even better next year. Uh, well, this year, I should say, and we're looking forward to it. So make sure you follow us on Twitter. I'm at Big Drive Spence. He's at Big Drive Mitch. Our Twitter account where you can get the great golf takes is at Big Drive Energy. We will talk to you guys next week. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the PGA Tour. Being back.